Hey guys, before we get started on today's show, I want to remind you that Davidson's has two locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. These guys are locally owned and have a massive selection. And honestly, calling it a massive selection might be an understatement. Wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling, so many aisles stocked with your favorite beer, your favorite wine, your favorite liquor, vodka, tequila, whiskey, bourbon, whatever you're feeling, Davidson's definitely has it. And you can also get Breck's delicious 15-can sampler delivered to your door as well. If you're looking for some beers to drink this weekend, maybe you're watching uh, that foursome event with Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady, you can go to Davidson's and stock up for that. Also, make sure to download their app where they have their deals of the day. And Davidson's, again, has two locations, one in Centennial, one in Highlands Ranch. They are the place to go. I'm your host today, Brendan Vogt. Dad's away, the kids must play. No Mares. I'm joined to my right this time by Mr. Eric Weedham, D-Line Co. Yeah. You know, it is a little weird. It's a little I feel cold, naked almost, to come in with no. Like air horn music. No air horn. What are we doing here? <laughs> I feel. I do feel oddly vulnerable. <laughs> it's like when they tried to play those NBA games without any piped-in music or, or like any uh. of the extracurricular stuff, and it just was like, this thing sucks. <laughs> is so that, when they play the playoffs with no fans. This yeah, I was just about to say, like, this is a, this is a precursor to what you can expect from the NBA yeah. this casual Friday. So get that, used to it, people. <laughs> that third voice, that third face. If you're watching this show, you probably already know it's Harrison Wind. Rocking the pink shirt today looking good yeah i thought Ooh. i'd bring it out for casual friday guys we're presented by illegal pizza of course we can't forget that <laughs> a lot Hi. harder without the music and the <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to, yeah, a, little, a little sense of normalcy though back to where we are uh, starting point fake air horns so uh listen guys there's not a lot of news coming in 24 hours at a time here these days but we're gonna keep it light we're gonna have a lot of fun on this show um <laughs> Although we will start on a more somber note. Um, this morning, the basketball universe learned of the passing of the great Jerry Sloan, the longtime Ooh. Utah Jazz head coach, led the team to the finals twice, ranks third among NBA coaches on the all-times wins list. He died at age 78, passed away Friday morning, this morning due to complications from Parkinson's disease and Lewy body dementia. Um, so, in all, you know, a, a tough exit, obviously, for... I think a man who is associated with, um, I, I've always thought of, like, Jerry Sloan is one of the guys that I find myself caring for and assuming is a nice person without having ever met him or interacted with him. Um, yeah. He just seems like a really sweet guy, seemed to leave a real impact on and off the court with all the guys he coached. We saw Paul Millsap put an Instagram post up. Um, he obviously spent some time under him in Utah, and Darren Williams penned a, a goodbye in which he expressed um, how thankful he was that they were able to reconcile after <laughs> that relationship kind of <laughs> fell apart. But Jerry Sloan is, is, look, there's no one in the basketball universe who doesn't know that name, and um, it's a real loss. It's a sad day. There are a lot of stories coming out about Jerry Sloan now, like how he used to sit at the media table 
or in the press lounge pregame and just talk shop with like whoever wanted to sit down with them and that's just something you never see anymore you never see like you really never see anybody from the team go into a press lounge or media dining room type setting and I just saw, chop I saw it Dave up. Yeager there once, but I don't think he was yeah. there to chop like it I've up. Saw, like, I, saw, <laughs> I saw Bob Weiss filter in every now and then yeah. over the last uh, I mean, he was like, just like couple lost. years ago. Yeah. So wait, did you guys ever did you guys ever have dealings with Jerry Sloan at all? I, I never met no. him. I never interacted with him. No. I, I didn't. But I mean, fr- from the stories that have been coming out about him, he was just one of the good guys, right? And yes. it's funny you bring up the Darren Williams story because do you guys remember what happened with oh, that? Yes. I don't remember the details of it. No. Jerry Sloan pretty much retired because of Darren Williams. There's a, a classic story about how they got into it over play calling in, uh, at halftime of some Jazz regular season game. And at the end of the season, Jerry Sloan was like, I'd rather walk away than feud with a star player. Like, I'm just wow. not going to do this. So he yeah. just stepped away after that. And then I think a season or two later, the Jazz traded Darren Williams. But he was just like, I'm over this. I'm not going to deal with uh, like players yeah. overruling right. me on something like play calls. That's not how I coach. That's not how I grew up. Those are my principles. I'm just done. I'm too right. old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because Darren Williams, I mean, pretty quick fall from grace. But at one point, the conversation around the league is, who's the best point guard? Is it Chris Paul or Darren Williams? And, and even still, that's a guy who doesn't. Um, hold a, a candle to to Sloan and like Sloan's career. I mean, Sloan is in fact above that and doesn't need that. Um, so yeah, that you're right. That was like a, a kind of rough ending to um, what, what probably should have had a poetic and beautiful ending to his career in Utah. Jerry Sloan is the Utah Jazz, right? Like we think about yeah, John Stockton, Carl Malone. We just watched the Last Dance, of course. But I feel like Jerry Sloan is more of a like jazz stalwart. You think of him oh, when you yeah. think of the Utah yes. Jazz, I feel like before you think of Carl Malone and uh, John Stockton, right? Those are the three names at least, right? I mean, it's... And for how many orgs is that the case where you would think of a... Co- I mean, the Spurs, um, you yeah. think Pop, but from every other team in the league, I mean, a coach is probably not on the Mount Rushmore of names you think of, you know? He yeah. was in basketball for close to 50 years, too. Yeah. Because years. he played, he played for the Bulls, I believe, and um, like made an NBA Finals or, or almost won a championship. Yeah. Uh, and he played for like ten years and then coached for like another thirty-five, forty. Like this guy was a yeah. basketball lifer. I think he played against Bob Weiss. I saw a sweet photo this morning on the internet of Bob. Uh, Bob never looked like an NBA player, but he was one. He was one. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a. It's. It's a sad day, um, and you know, seventy-eight's really not that old, and and it does sound like the circumstances weren't exactly pleasant. So, you know, we've never met him, and we've never met his family, but we're thinking of him and the family at this time. Do you yeah, think he NBA still could have been coaching? How, no. how long do you think a guy like Jerry Sloan could have coached for? I think if the whole the, Darren Williams thing didn't happen. Well, that's the point. That's the point. Is that like he reached an era where his uh, the way that he'd come about. Uh, going about his business no longer jived with the the way the NBA was working. I mean, he, right. there's, it, you just know that Jerry Sloan had no place in the player empowerment movement era of the NBA. <laughs> like, it's just like not, it wasn't working for him, which is, you know, I mean, that's fine. I mean, and when you it, consider it, that he, he, he did leave on his own terms, like Williams didn't run him out. Sloan said, okay, I'm good. And, and in hindsight, realizing you know, when you pass away from these types of complications, like that is a rough ending. And I'm, 
I'm glad if it is the case that Sloan was actually able to get out and spend maybe some time with, with his family and doing other things and and because yeah. coaching's stressful, man. I mean, just watch Michael Malone. That guy's losing weeks. Off I know you have, life to, you have to like, hear idiots like us talk about your every decision. You're like, I know. Did oh, he put so this? So, <laughs> I would. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I'm like, you know, did he did he have to say it to me like that? And then I think I'm like, no, I definitely would have said it to me. Like, <laughs> right, right. You're like, like, I get it. You're like, I applaud his restraint now that I think (laughs) it's so funny because like criticizing people is part of our job, you know, and um, we don't know like 10 percent of what Michael Malone knows basketball wise or we'll never know anything close to what he knows about basketball on a bad day. Um, But it is part of our job. And yeah. it is funny how if you're Jerry Sloan, if you're Michael Malone, if you're Steve Kerr, if you're Greg Popovich, people will always criticize you. That just doesn't oh, mean yeah. that comes with the game. Like, yeah. people were criticizing Steve Kerr, and he got a lot of heat for this, even during the Warriors dynasty, for his insistence to play traditional big men. Right. You know, for his insistence <laughs> to play Andrew Bogut. And, uh, you know, traditional big what men instead of just going Steve with uh, like, the death line of more. Yeah. yeah. It's working. It's like I got a freaking dynasty going, guys. That's uh, the thing. Greg Popovich got a lot of heat, too, for just, like, his archaic style of offense at times. Sure. Just comes with a job, though. And if I'm Michael Malone, I'm like, everyone, all these weird nerds are upset about the offense. <laughs> Meanwhile, this defense is top ten, and we're about to set an organizational record for wins. That's, what, yeah, that's the whole season. Everybody's saying I need to redo the offense, yet we've had a top ten offense the last three years. <laughs> we're fine. That's, that, that, that's, like, the storyline of this season particularly for the Nuggets where we're just like oh, everyone's like sure. that, didn't, wow. that that wind didn't feel yummy in my tummy like I wanted it to be more fun where you're like did you we we just won five in a row is that the you're so right, you're so right. <laughs> I mean like obviously the expectations are where they are because the Nug- we're there now it's time to win a title time but you're yeah. right it's like that season wasn't half as bad as it felt no fact, like it was uh, good it was good it was good it was, good. It was yeah. totally good like it, it really was funny when it just at the end of the day we're like oh <sighs> I mean, I would have liked to have seen them win by more than seven points. And <laughs> also, MPJ like didn't get as many minutes as I thought would be cool. So, um, you know, like I've got a lot of issues. I you know what is. though? You just said that last part, and I just remembered why I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm back out. I'm back out. Let's get Malone out here. I want to criticize the band. <laughs> well, you got to keep it moving. Um, in about an hour, a little over an hour, I'm going to join TDSP, the Denver Sports Podcast. We're going to be talking about Mount Rushmore's in Denver, the Avs, the Nuggets, the Broncos, the Rockies. Um, and I'm just getting a call from Brandon Spano. <laughs> yeah, probably, well, it turns just, out, probably just ignore t- that. Turns yeah. Out you're, yeah, it turns out you're off uh, TDSP and uh, <laughs> DNVR in general. <laughs> but I don't want to go to TDSP with the Nuggets Mount Rushmore without having conferred okay, the let's wise talk. men. So, right. Okay. Let's do that, guys. Let's... Where, where are they? Are they coming on or? No, you, you. Two oh, us. Guys. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait, I met Harrison and Derek. You can chime in. All right, um, that's fair. So I guess we're like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to start. Who are the, f- the four? Is it most important? Is it bad? How do you define a, a Rushmore, Harrison? You can define well, it any way you want, right? How, how do you? Go. How would you do it? I mean, I would probably do it a combination of most important, uh, best. Left the biggest imprint. Yeah, I mean, most beautiful. Who, yeah, like most. <laughs> who, who are the absolute locks? Are there any absolute locks? I have to think Alex English is an absolute lock. Yeah, absolute lock. Lock. Um, um 
David Thompson, David absolute Thompson. lock. Lock, right? Is Carmel yeah, of Anthony course. an absolute yes. lock? Yes, he's an absolute lock. Absolutely. Is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He is. He, because, like, that's the thing. Like, when you uh, discuss the history of the Nuggets, I mean, obviously, uh, the world in which we live exists, like, there's, like, 10 years of history that anybody ever considers when they're talking about basketball these days. But, you know, Carmelo Anthony is synonymous with the Nuggets in the minds and hearts of most uh, people, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, if you, if you don't consider the disaster that happened after the fact, but, like, if you think those two are tied, like, he's absolutely on the, on the Mount Rush. Is is there is that era important to Nuggets basketball? Yes, like, it, it, I, I'm truly asking. So, so make the case there, Eric. Like why? Why? Because he leaves and then things kind of you know they go in a well, different direction anyway. So he leaves and we get we actually somehow get better, well, but true. we have a, a much more uh, disastrous end because Gallo gets hurt and tears his ACL. But um, you know, like Nuggets basketball was dead, like flatline dead nobody was paying attention to it like the only thing we were interested in is like getting that top pick so we could get lebron james and we should have gotten that top pick but we got the, the number three pick so it was like all right fine like what else do we got here carmelo anthony comes in and then the nuggets immediately become relevant again like they go immediately back to the playoffs they do that the whole rebrand we've got we're in the baby blues the nuggets have uh they're no longer a joke um which again like is a lot of like why i have issue with uh a lot of the, the old uniforms just because they symbolize eras of the Nuggets that were that we were like jokes. So right, right. Page has turned. Uh, the Nuggets are formidable. Um, the Nuggets are getting actual uh, attention nationwide from like ESPN. And <laughs> I was actually watching the Nuggets at that time. In New yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you were aware of them. Yeah. How many Nuggets games did you watch during the Matumbo era? Yeah, uh, I see your point. So but is it there, is tough. I mean, there's only four. Like, I mean, well, that's so, what like, I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to think of like, because I, I truly don't know. Like, I wouldn't have the answer. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Context for it, but is there anything that like a Dan Issel or a Fat Lever could have done that, like, you know, I think we all know Melo's talent and Melo permeated culture. Like, he was a star. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't like. Would an old timer be beside themselves that we would have Melo in here over like an Issel? Well, I think Issel's on there, right? So he's the fourth. David Thompson, Alex English, Carmelo Anthony, and Dan Issel. I mean, if you're looking for a fifth, it's probably Doug Moe. Um, I, I would say oh, just man. because of the wins he amassed. Yeah. But I'd, I think Dan Issel would be over there. I mean, ten seasons with the Nuggets slash Rockets and, you know, just put up numbers for all those ten seasons. Numbers retired, obviously a Hall of Famer. Uh, so I'd say Dan Issel is on there. Man, this is this is tough. Like when you get down to f- just four dudes that represent the Nuggets, the the best of the. I mean, because you know, should Jokic be on this? I mean, is it too right. like? Is is he, it, he has are we in process? To, I think it's for, like it's funny how time works, right? The sample size he's given us, as we have it now, give us three years, four years, we might look back on it and say that added up to something, right? That was important. That was enough. But it, it still feels so fresh. I and know. without without knowing like the results of this era, you know what I mean? Like it's totally. all, still TBD. It feels premature to put Jokic on there because we, right. to me, to you guys, I mean, Jokic is synonymous with Nuggets basketball right now. But to how many Nuggets fans does he really enter that kind of territory? Right, right now, if we are going down to uh, Pepsi Center and chiseling our own Mount Rushmore, I, I don't think Jokic is on it yet. He's not. He's played five seasons. 
I think the uh, the all timers get on there before him at this point, right? No. I agree. So, I mean, what about Dikembe Mutombo? Does Dikembe Mutombo enter that conversation? So he only played years, for five right? seasons. Yeah, only five years. But he was as as. Uh, as is pointed out here, I mean, Matabo was part of the right. most memorable moment in the history of the Denver Nuggets. Like, does that was get, that was that his it, moment? Do we remember that because he had the picture? But like, was that a Matumbo thing, or was you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it yeah, it, I mean, it was. Like he so that 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 happened when I was in junior high. Like that was the culmination of like the most um, I was. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I was like very, very engrossed into that. Like, into that season, I was like, re- like I followed the entire thing. Like, I was very big about uh, Chris Jackson, who turned into Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. I knew all about like, uh, <laughs> like all those dudes. Like, and for them to like, they, they were that that team like really, really, really energized the city. Like, it re- like you see that uh, those those clips of Elway. Like, let's get ready to Matumbo. Like, the yeah. Mount Matumbo was like a thing that was all over Denver. Everybody wearing the shirts, waving the towels. So, um, it's tough so, because yeah, like he. I don't know what his lasting like his lasting um, effect on the Nuggets is, but. He did give us that that moment. Like, he, like, is is that valuable? Does that mean anything in this conversation? I think it means something. And uh, like, Matumbo did only play five seasons. But let me just read you off his stats in that uh, series against the Seattle SuperSonics, where the Nuggets won in uh, five games. Dikimi Matumbo played thirty-eight point eight minutes per game in this playoff series. Uh, Average 12.6 points, 12.2 rebounds, and 6.2 blocks per game. Yes, I know there were more blocks back in the day because all there weren't as many threes. Guys took more shots in the paint. But still, six blocks in a game is a lot of blocks. That's the average. That's the average. Right. That means one game he had. I think he had four blocks. The next game he had eight. You know. Right. Like it's average 6.2 blocks is a lot. So he was a beast in that series. I'm almost wondering if we have like a depth chart, like a second tier Mount Rushmore, and like Matumbo, Jokic, Doug like the Mo. gift shop, gift shop. Yeah, Rushmore. it's like when you go to Mount Rushmore. I don't know. Have you guys been to Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Under- oh hell yeah! Under- <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> I don't know if there. People on bikes. Yeah, I haven't been there. I think I was there like 15 years ago. But yeah. in my mind, there was like a, a little uh, information kiosk, like area so below yeah, yeah. before so, you go up to Mount out. Rushmore. And that's where all the honorable mention people are who right, weren't yeah. on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is where they are. This is yeah. where Jokic is and where Dikami Matumbo is, I think. So we're trying Perfect. to decide who gets chiseled into granite and, and who, who gets, gets to be an informational yeah, who kiosk. Yeah, gets a little plaque with their head. Yeah. <laughs> so Matumbo is probably an informational kiosk guy, I would think, yeah. We've it down. Yeah. And I think the fact, I think Chris Chris brings up a point here that Issel gets lost in the ABA-NBA transition. I think he yeah, does. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, I mean, if we're counting, a, a, if we're putting together a Mount Rushmore for the Denver Nuggets, we have to include the Denver Rockets as well, don't we? Mm. But yeah, it, so, but here's a question: Like, ultimately, isn't uh, the idea of having these symbols of like four heads carved into mountains indelible? The last over time, it's like, who are the four guys you think of that make you think of the Denver Nuggets? Right? Like, who who has brought the? And so, me, so that's like that's Alex English, that's David Thompson, 
I think it's Dikemi Mutombo, to be honest, because you th- like I think about that. Like when I think about the Nuggets, like Dikemi Mutombo is a, a like maybe it's 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 just like players that mark an era and they in the it, in the in total it, it it adds up to what the Nuggets are. Um, but you know, and I, and I think ultimately Jokic will be on there. Currently, it's probably like I don't know, like uh, probably J.R. Smith. I would think. <laughs> The thing about Matumbo is, like, I almost remember him, or it's not like I remember him as this because I was still too young, but, you know, he has his jersey retired in Atlanta also. I know, that's like, a thing. Mm-hmm. I know, he didn't just... only have a, 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 like, a lot of moments with the Nuggets. Look at this. He had a big like, moment. Look at this. I got this right here at my desk. <laughs> I, I know, Harrison. I was going to ask, right you, do the Nuggets actually get to claim Matumbo? Yeah, look at this. I do you need it, this is indisputable proof. This is within my grasp at all times. This to Kevin well, Matumbo. They do get to claim him, and he did go into the Hall of Fame as a Denver Nugget. Okay, right? Uh, I believe so. I think so. Uh, so they do get to claim him from that point, and he claims the Nuggets. So there we go. All right, let's you settle. That question is answered. Let's settle. Get the chisels. Know. Get the chisels. Let's make this happen. We know where the tough questions are. I'm a little more confident <laughs> for this TDSP discussion. When do you want to take us into a break, brother? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Uh, we don't have a DNVR golf tournament coming up this weekend. but It's a bi-weekly will, situation. Uh, bi-weekly. Yeah. You know, I'll still at, be playing. After the events of last week, we need to just take this week off and just like, regroup. Yeah, like, uh, decompress, we... regroup. I would like to I would like to construct like find out what his weaknesses are and construct a tournament that plays into Adam's weaknesses as opposed to his strengths in the last tournament. I think it's just a regular nine hole golf. Just a regular nine. Okay, cool. (laughs) Just standard play. When I hit the water, I was like, I threw my phone. I was like, all right, that's it. Yo, it's Uh, crazy. There's something about being in a tournament and just knowing like the the weight of each tap where you're like. You get, like you watch it. Imagine like, you're I, playing in an actual golf tournament. Yo, I, I, I was like, I like, bef- I like played a bunch of rounds to practice, and then I legitimately I took a nap, like so like, that I could wake up and be like refreshed and ready to go. And I was like, <sighs> still didn't. All right, work. boy. All right, well, I said it didn't work, but I, I had to get in that right headspace. And as soon as I put it in the water, I was like, I, I felt that weight exactly. I threw my phone. <laughs> If you guys want to get in on the action, you can download WGT from dnvrgolf.com. WGT is, of course, the most realistic golf game loved by more than 20 million players around the world and everybody at DNVR as well. So download DNVR Golf uh, or download WGT, I mean, from dnvrgolf.com and get in the DNVR Clubhouse. That's how to get in all our tournaments. And I will say there's nothing better to do uh, when playing WGT than uh, enjoying a Breck brew and oh. uh, more specifically enjoying a Mile High City copper lager. So, Delicious. Uh, hit up Davidson's. Uh, hit up Breck brew itself. You can get it from the source. Uh, the Mile High City copper lager from Breck brew. It debuted during Nugget season, so it's that blue can uh, with the Mile High City uh, word mark on it. Great option. Great option yeah. for this week. And we, that, that's where the, um, we, we released a t shirt alongside that launch. That's uh, our Mile High City t shirt that takes all of the logos from Denver Nuggets history and combines them into one. Yeah. Owned, owned by guest of the show, Dave Dufour. Oh. That's <laughs> um, Well, guys, it's Casual Friday, and I don't. Like I really, I don't have a lot of topics. So let's just bring some guests on, and maybe yeah. they can throw us some topics. Hopefully they can I do know, your job uh, for you. I know we had a couple of couple of members who wanted to ask some questions on the show today. I think they're backstage with us. 
So, Allie, you can pull either either one up if they're in there. And we got Jarrett. Jarrett. Oh, look at this. Jarrett with the mic. A little better. <laughs> Learn from his mistakes. Yeah. Jarrett, last night was an absolute nightmare. And you yeah, I wasn't to able that. to catch the show live even, so I didn't realize the whole show was like that. Yeah, you were actually not even close to the worst part. <laughs> no, that, no, you weren't the worst, but you definitely added. And so I, I yeah. say both thank you and F you. <laughs> All right, Jarrett, before you ask us um, uh, out, your question for us, we have a question for you. How are you today? How are oh, you this Friday? That's doing a nice good. question. Doing good. You're doing good? Do you have any, okay. do you have any sick plans this weekend? Uh, no, I actually have to research how to edit podcasts. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. If, um, Maybe you could send us the clip notes? Or... Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to. Wynn's getting sick of it. I don't know if he caught all of last night's show after the fact, but he's, he's had enough. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, Jay. Uh, go ahead and fire your question away, brother. So for the most part, I was holding off on like looking at playoff matchups just because we didn't know what all was going to come. But now that we're getting a bit more of a timeline, um, and it sounds like most likely there's only going to be five games, the Rockets and Thunder are tied, and there's probably a oh, tiny really? outside chance we could face the Mavs. So I'm just not sure who Mavs. who you think they should prefer in a playoff matchup. And Mavs. has the Rockets <laughs> shifted enough without Capella yeah. to go with that? It's a great question, Wind. So between the Rockets, the Mavs, and the Thunder, who would the Nuggets most like to play in the playoffs? Am I crazy if I think it's Dallas? No. You're not crazy. I mean, it's definitely Dallas or OKC. Yeah. I think think Dallas and OKC are pretty equal, man. I think they're both tough, but But Denver both wins both those series. The, 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 the real issue here is we never saw the small ball Rockets coming to Denver or us yeah, match up against yeah, them. So we, we don't really know what that looks like. If, 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 it's, a, if it's the same uh, recipe for death that we get every time we face the Rockets or if the you know not having a substantive big man um, to counter Jokic gives us here's, the edge. Here's the question. Would you rather face Doncic or Chris Paul in a playoff series? I think I think Doncic right now. I mean, Doncic is a better and more complete player, but I think the Nuggets are a better team. So if it's the fourth quarter of a tight series, you know what I mean? Like, the, the factor that I think can swing things the most here is, is Chris Paul going point god mode, and that scares me. That's tough. Does he, does he still have point god mode in him? For a quarter at a time, though, I think in the yeah, playoffs. Can can, can, can't we survive a quarter of point god? Well, especially since he hasn't played the last end of the season, he won't get hurt five games in. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, you never know, yeah. But. This is a tough question. I'm, I'm gonna, I'd rather face the Thunder. I'll just say it. I think Dallas has slightly more weapons than OKC mm. does. Okay. I, I would take my chances against the, well, the I think Thunder it's, I think Dallas. if it's only like five games, it's pretty when i was looking at it real quick before it's pretty unlikely we'd play the mavs it's almost certainly rockets or thunder okay and then you definitely take thunder but look man like the rockets thing it, it it's at this point where it, like you know the nuggets could lose in five or they could win in five or it could go seven i mean we, it is yeah. all theory um but look if you need a take like gun to your head it's better it's better that clint Capella's not there i think but the Rockets, that strategy might work against some teams in the league. But if you're Denver, you just go into that series and you go, okay, Jokic. Jokic Here you go, Jokic. Yeah. 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 Here's yeah. the ball again, Jokic. Here you go, Jokic. And, and he's like, shown that he's willing to do that in the playoffs way more so. 
Jared, which one do you think would be a more interesting matchup for Nuggets fans, but also the national audience? I mean, what's, is it, I think the national we, audience is already hoping for the, the Rockets matchup, and I'm surprised they didn't just bury the Nuggets like they usually do. They actually have given a lot of credit to that Jokic would just run that series. Well, it's really? because you really got to talk yourself out of the Nuggets if you're picking the Rockets in that series, I feel like. Yeah, I think I you mean, yeah, you how really on earth is Houston guarding Jokic? Well, like, first off, they're not. Yeah, and I know, and this is my, my buddy, it's not like, but I'll take a shot. He tweeted, you know, like, James Harden's post defense is better than you think, but it's not, like, so is Rudy Gobert. It's like, Jokic is, unless the doubles are coming, you know what I mean? Jokic is going to, he's going to eat, so... For me, I, would, I, I think we did this in our round table, and I think Wind and I took, took the Nuggets. I don't think Adam did it. Yeah, I think, I think you guys both did, and Adam was the only one who took the Rockets in seven. I would pick the Nuggets in seven. Um, I, I, I do wonder, I mean, this is just pure speculation, but I mean, coming back from a long hiatus, you're not going to have the legs that you normally do and i actually worry a little bit about pure jump shooting teams like the houston rockets yeah i remember like that was the your fact that point. they really haven't like the fact that they just haven't been shooting a basketball as much as oh they were God. during this season and yes they'll get it like a two to three week mini camp but still their their shot and their legs are not going to be anywhere near where Yo. they were doing a regular season does that have to factor in in yes. capacity? Dude, you're yeah, going to see really the, fir- the first game that uh, the first couple games that Harden plays coming back, he's going to go like 20 for 48. <laughs> he's going to score like 40 points on 85 shots, you know? What I mean? Like he's just going to keep firing it up. So, um I would I welcome that. Like yes, teams that rely on finesse are going to be absolutely behind the eight ball when we come yeah, back. Yeah, well, like, and then as much as people worry about Jokic coming back in condition, he doesn't need to jump. So, he does right. not need to In fact, it's, it's generally better if he does not. <laughs> I, there's a, I t- put this in the company Slack. If the whole league is out of shape, give me Jokic. <laughs> yes, know, right? totally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You want uh, you want the the seasoned out of shape guy, the guy that's uh, accustomed to being out of shape. <laughs> the the one thing I would worry about, and uh, like you brought up, though, TJ was tweeting about this the other day. The fact that Jokic turns it over a lot against the Rockets. I don't think that's a coincidence because going back to when Houston had Clint Capella and when the Nuggets could just never beat the Rockets, I really felt like there was a mental edge that Houston yeah, had where no doubt. Denver was a little psyched out of those games. A lot I just feel like, yeah. yeah, Houston just does stuff. Obviously, it starts on offense, and I think that translates over to the defensive end where Denver just is uncomfortable playing yeah. the Rockets, and I think that ref- is reflected in Jokic's turnover. It's just things yeah. don't run as smoothly. Yes. Everything's a half step off, half step up, off when the Nuggets are playing the Rockets. I think that's a real thing. And how yeah, does that dynamic? That. And how does that dynamic change now? So, so maybe Jokic is way more comfortable in in this new dynamic. Denver dominates Game One at home. They have no answer for Jokic. Like. I think if you're the Nuggets, all of a sudden that mental dynamic changes. Yeah. Like after a game, I think you're feeling yeah. differently. We, I mean, we, we had a game where we beat them this year. We beat them handedly, and I was like, okay, well, ding dong. Things you know. feel a little was, bit. Was Capella di- playing different. that game? He was no. not. Was it, it was after he was hurt. But yeah. All, yeah, but even it, it just the was point. That the Malik uh, um, Beasley game, or was that last? Yeah, year? I don't was, remember. It was. Right. Um, I think Tory had a big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, but just Malik. yeah, but just the idea that you can like get over that, like it, then it's not impossible they're yeah. not invincible like it is a possibility that you can beat this Rockets team it's like alright like they're mortal they can miss they can you know they, they, it's not just set in stone that they're going to win every game like that 
just that one victory, I was like, okay, like, okay, like, let, let's see, we can take, see what happens. Good stuff, Jarrett. It's a good question. We appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks for having a mic this you. time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, for the record, the, for the record, the Thunder Mavs question is so tough. I'm going back to the Mavs, actually. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the Mavs. Good luck with the podcast editing. They don't Jared. have a matchup for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll Send us those notes, please, um, please, please. Allie, I think our guy Peter, aka Buckets, is is backstage with us. Hey. There he is. There he is. So wait, hold on here. So if he's Buckets, then that would mean his name is Buckets. Ints eighty eight. Yes, Bucks, bucket. It's a, a singular right. bucket. You're right. It's so we got to call him either bucket or. Working on my reading. I'm sorry, uh, bucket. How goes it? How's your Friday so far? Going fantastic. Uh, sun is out. Our man, bucket. Looks be better. Yeah, man. Could be uh, well, watching the Nuggets play. Would yeah, be going or to being, bar. being allowed to go outside without a mask would be yeah, nice. Also. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's so nice here. No, but it's beautiful. But you're right, Peter. There are worse ways. Worse ways to be stuck. Um, what's your question for us, man? Um, can I weigh in on the last question real quick first? Oh yes. Sure. So I, I think the Rockets are clearly the scariest of the three. Um. Plus, yes. now none of those games would be at altitude, so that probably helps Houston a little bit. Oh, That's right. Right. I didn't even, um, I forgot to even. The other one, I, I'm with Harrison. Like, it's so close. It's so tough. But for some reason, just the two things that scare me more are teams that can drain threes. And yep. Rick Carlisle, I just feel like, always finds a way to pull, like, a magic card out of his hat. You know, he's going to have some secret move that he's going to pull on Malone and he's not going to be able to come back for it. So I do think Thunder have like a little bit more good players, but I feel like either Harry Harris or Tory Craig can figure out a way to either take Schroeder or, uh, you know, SJ out of the series. I, I, to me, I just think like that for doubt, Doncic would have to be the definitive best player on the court like four times, you know? And I just think of there was that early game where Gary had a lot of success guarding him. Um, I think Gary Doncic was on heat. Gary was on such a, a heater guarding him too. That's right. Yeah. And and look, I think Doncic is is the real deal. Like I would imagine his numbers look pretty similar in the playoffs. Yeah. But he also hasn't been there before, you know. And right. and so it is. There is like a rookie thing to get over the hump there. And so for that reason, like to me, if the series was really tight. I just I trust Dallas a little less I think to like keep it together than OKC, but that's just me. You got the Boban factor with Dallas too, which I, uh, a little I forgot about, about the, the Boban factor. Boban, Denver. Seth Curry kills us, and small oh, samples. So sassy, so sassy. Monte Morris. Suburban Seth beef, Seth Curry. Yo, are we gonna get Seth Curry two years in a row on different teams coming into our? <laughs> I like, <laughs> it's like a weird, weird aspect of Nuggets. Are we gonna? Are we really? Is it possible that we're gonna have a uh, playoff matchup where we have to consider Boban and Seth Curry as like our biggest, like the the, no, the X factor? No. Someone will be the Rodney Hood. It's a, it's a good point, though, Peter. What was your uh, your question for us? So, um, we always talk in this community about what is it going to take for the Nuggets to be contenders. Yep. And I kind of wanted to ask the sibling to that question because I, I firmly believe we're going to get there. I think we're going to be a top five team for years to come. But I'm really curious is what is it going to take for the Nuggets to become a top five team in the public consciousness of the entire NBA? Because I, I see the pass. 
I see two paths for this, right? You got the last 10 years, the Thunder, who are in a bottom five market, have basically always been talked about, always yeah. gotten the primetime games because they have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And then you bottom five feels like, high. And then you have a team like the Spurs, who have actually won a championship, but I feel like they just haven't quite resonated Correct. with the public. Yeah. So what is it as simple as MPJ and, or Jamal Murray become all-stars and we're there? Or, you know, what is it going to take for Denver to get there? What do you guys think is going to happen? That's a great question. Went, you said you had a... Yeah, I think uh, Bucket said it there. It's MPJ becoming a star. Yep. I, if Jamal Murray becomes an all-star, I think that helps. I don't know if that pushes the Nuggets over the edge, though. I don't know if he's that type of name to push Nuggets into Maybe that he could be. national conscious. He could be. He also might not Maybe be. He yeah, MPJ he, uh, definitely is. And yeah, MPJ 100% is that name. Kids Yo, will it's, buy it's, MPJ jerseys, they'll yeah. buy shoes, they'll buy, But it's, you know, it's uh, the way you get into the national eye is that you have the right type of player that runs your team. Like, you have to you have, to have like, a flashy, fun, uh, you know, like, deep-shooting, highlight-making superstar. Like, Jokic is so much better than any of the guys that get national pub, but, like, to the casual eye, like, he just looks like a lumbering big elf that doesn't... It doesn't really pass the eye test. So, like, MPJ has that beautiful game. Jamal Murray has that beautiful game. He just is, is inconsistent. So if you can tie success with aesthetics, um, I mean, that's how you get there. And I think, too, like, MPJ, the emergence of MPJ changes that dynamic because for the longest time I I saw the only path being that Spursian route, right? Like, around Jokic, and it's a bunch of good-to-great guys, and the emergent property is this incredible team but not a product people really care for or even care to watch necessarily. But I think that's different now. I, I just, MPJ just has it. You know what I mean? And you can tell watching him, but even just meeting him, um, like, and he kind of knows it. Like, it's a matter it, of, of, of when, not if, he becomes a star. You know? so it has it, meaning chronic back concerns and no <laughs> playing time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only national guy I've really seen push the nuggets and think we're going to be there soon is uh jalen rose he's like a yeah dude because he's he's re like he actually watches the nba which is like uh <laughs> so it's like you wouldn't think would be such a novelty for people to talk about it but like he actually like approaches it in a way and talks about it the way that you know it's not just Lebr- what's lebron doing what's anthony well, and he doing? Actually like, played, so hopefully you know he's he's more right often than not totally I, I, he's not a hack. Like Jalen puts a lot of work, I think, into his analysis. I love it. And comes by it earnestly. So it's not like um, it's not like a coward endorsing the Nuggets. What? I was just gonna kind of uh, also chime in and say what our commenter said there. If Bull Bull emerges, oh, that's baby. another one that can absolutely oh, do that as well. Because as big of a star as MPJ might be, Bull Bull might be twice as big of a star. Like, Bobo has more Instagram followers than the rest of the Nuggets team combined. Yeah. Bobo yeah. is a celebrity. He hangs out with rappers on the weekends, and his best friend is Shaquille O'Neal's son. <laughs> like, Bobo is that guy that could also put the Nuggets on uh, the national consciousness, too. Although, that that's crazy. obviously a year or two away. It's so funny. He already and uh, Jokic will be our Chris Bosh. Let's go, right. Oh, God, right? Oh, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and bring this up while we're talking about this. Fine by him. Oh, yeah. This um, clip is awesome. Did see a great quote tweet from Illegal Screens at Illegal Screens who said that that jump shot still takes longer to load than a Civil War muscle. Doesn't matter. He's seven two. Nobody's yeah, gonna block it anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, he's incredible, man. And 
it's almost like I'm almost like afraid to take Bobol seriously because he's like he has this he has such a, a found money kind of like it probably won't work out but if it does things will be amazing and I and I like I never want to factor that stuff earnestly into my projections or my analysis but like MPJ this is another ace up their sleeve that if he pans out Yo. It does, in fact, change the trajectory of their franchise, just to some extent. I am so confident that if he gets on the floor, he'll be a factor. I, I just think he's definitely going to be a factor. If he what do you, what, do you, you think he'll shoot, get on the floor? NBA, right? What's what that? If you can shoot, you can play in today's NBA, right? Yeah. He would seven. win shooting contests last season. He, 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 like, is arguably the best shooter on the team, just on, I mean, like, wide-open threes. It was, like... Not only nine games at Oregon, but I think he shot like 43, 44% right. from three. Was, He's an like, absolute bucket. Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, I can't believe Yeah, I don't, I don't know when he started getting buckets. I don't know if it was before 88. Uh, you, you and Peter maybe. But that's back-to-back back drafts. <laughs> that's back-to-back drafts where the media showed up not expecting anything. And the Nuggets walked away with what might be the two best answers to your question, Peter, which is how do they how do they crack that? That sort of I think the good thing is I haven't really seen too many people, you know, say they don't believe in MPJ. It, it's only the injury, right? It's only course. well, if he, I want to see him stay healthy. Can he stay healthy? If he stays healthy, it seems like it's over. Like he's I mean, already good. You saw the Pacers game, right? If you saw oh, the yeah. Pacers game, then there's nothing to there's no discussion here. You know, right. does right, he stay right, healthier? Right. Can he do that? Yes, he can. He can um, that. Let's uh, let's take another break. But our our kale. Kale Sorbro was going to come on and do the stats, but he's having a lot of Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> so, Bucket, do you want to just hang around? Do you want to just hit the sure. steps after the break? Yeah. Redeem my geography question. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you you and Adam alone. I mean, you weren't alone in your uh, <laughs> discrepancy or your. <laughs> I, do, I do wonder if Kale coming on is just going to sink the entire show based on uh, yesterday's. <laughs> yeah, I think you should think we're just going to skip it because it's. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. You know what, Murphy, yeah. OKC to Denver is all flat. It feels faster. You know, you're making yeah, more absolutely. miles an hour. Denver is all mountains. Peter, you can you can rationalize this all you want. Clearly, you've gone over this in your head. Uh, you were wrong, and that's why you got ejected immediately from the steps. It may happen again today. It may not. We'll find out. All right. All right before <laughs> we get there, though, uh, the wait is finally over. DraftKings has brought legal sports betting to Colorado. Just yes. right. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Might have flown a little under your radar with not a lot of sports, but we've still got stuff like the KBO. We've got Russian ping pong. We've got a uh, <laughs> hell yeah, fantastic foursome right. of Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady. Why am I this so hyped weekend for to that? bet on? I'm because it's because it's like a real thing that people are talking about. I haven't decided if I'm going to watch that yet. I, I'm I am going to bet sure. on it though, whether I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that much I know. Who, who, who are you taking? Um, who cares? Okay, all right. One of them. The DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and it's not like some offshore, sketchy gambling site that you may have used in the past. Uh, It's a legit sportsbook, and uh, they're offering awesome promos right now. So if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR when you sign up, all new users can get a sign-up bonus for up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to 1000 bucks. Don't forget to enter code DNVR. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonuses comprise of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500 bucks. 
Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And while you guys are watching golf on Sunday or whatever you're betting on this weekend, sip some Strava Craft coffee while oh, you're at baby. it. baby. Mine just got here. Lindsay texted me. So Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grab it. Get it for 20% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com, packed with CBD. If you have anything that hurts, like back pain, arthritis, StravaCraft Coffee can help with that. And irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome. That comes up, uh, that, that really, you, you hit that big pretty hard every time. It's a big part of my life. And I know I'm not alone. And so if you're like me, there's your solution. I just have to say one more thing about Bull Bull. And Chris brought up, said he shot 52% from three here in the yeah. comments. Was um, that the case in nine games? That is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, just I don't remember it being that high, but maybe it was. Uh, I think like, I shoot like uh, like 38% at Papa Shot. <laughs> <laughs> The, what was his injury again? It was a foot injury, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Is that like he broke his foot, which is like that's bad times. Wasn't when it the you, same thing that Kevin Durant had? I could be wrong. I don't uh, remember exactly what the foot injury was, but like it was he, a stress he, fracture, I yeah, believe. Stress fracture and he in had the foot. surgery. Um, and I, he was red flagged by a lot of it, other NBA teams. Like John Hollinger said on a podcast recently that like he doesn't think. Or this was about MPJ, but Bull was kind of red flagged in the same type of way. Oh yeah, um, he's he slid for more reasons than than just the injury. I mean, that's a big slide for a top ten talent. So this is dude, that was this crazy. Is another swing. And another Do you remember action. that? I mean, that that was like one of those yeah, drafts like where concerns, right? He's yeah, like a hard worker. Yeah, although I mean, we I just watched, we just watched him putting in work. Yeah, and I, I actually uh, I talked to Dana Altman from Oregon, and I mean, of course he's going to say good things about his guy, but he like laughed off those questions when I asked him about his work ethic and whatnot. He was like, "You don't average uh, twenty ten and five on above forty percent shooting from three with bad work ethic." I think a lot of it is from a stuff, personality too. standpoint. Yeah. Oval doesn't present as like a grown man ready for the gauntlet of the NBA. But of course that stuff is like almost always projection, right? From those of us evaluating, like he may just have a different type of personality. He's a little quiet, a little tentative, um, but he could ball. And so like, and he's like also best friends with rappers and like was hanging out in uh, like less than ideal situations from what I understand. Did shoot 52%. He did shoot 53. <laughs> He's also 19, and yeah. we've got yep. to this point in the NBA where we're drafting one-and-done talent pretty much exclusively in the lottery and pretty much expecting all these guys to come in and be able to handle the spotlight and be the face of the franchise from day one. A lot of guys can handle that. It's just not the case for a lot of guys as well. Sure, so sure. I, I don't think like that's something – that he can obviously overcome that, you know, with time. And the fact that he is in Denver and doesn't have to deal with that right away, that's a huge advantage. To me, though, it's like the MPJ thing in that there's a sliding scale. Like, all these things might add up to a risk when you're like, do I take him in the top ten? But you get to a point where it's the second round, and you're like, yeah, no, I'm going to – I'll take that flyer. Like, why not? So well, apparently, that's what the Nuggets thought, yeah. Apparently yeah. here, Quavo tried to sign him as his agent, I believe. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it would be amazing if – I love the idea that uh, Tim Connolly is talking to Quavo about Bull Bull. That's, <laughs> it's like everything that I want in my life. The, the last to, thing to I was going to say about Bull is that a lot of people are trying to compare him to Boban. He's not Boban. 
He's no. a, he's totally different. Like, he dribbles like a guard. He moves like a forward. He's more fluid than Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Uh, so he, I don't think he's Boban. He's not. Uh, Boban is a. What's oh is he a four or a five? Yeah. I, I, I think mean, I, ideally a five. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he's gonna have a little trouble guarding in space. But maybe like obviously, but there's always looks you can throw out, right? Five minutes yeah. at a time, whatever. Try something different, swing a series. And, and if you have that kind of size on the floor, like what is the defense going to do at that point? Right, right. Yeah, let's just wrap up with an online with Dylan. I'm down with that. Well, I feel like we need to do this. All right. Uh, well, can we just? Okay, cool. <laughs> let's let's do online with Dylan. <laughs> just what you wanted to do, Peter. Just what everybody wanted to do. All right, well, uh, let me uh, go ahead and pull up some. (laughs) It's online with (laughs) D-Line. So, uh, let's see. I I already uh, shot my wad a little bit with the first one. I showed that bull bull. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, let's take a look here. Uh, We're all in quarantine. Things are a little bit different. We're all trying to maintain and and find our new reality. Yes, Um, it's been the case for two months. So, Al, if you could show my screen here. Okay. Uh, look at this oh. guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this guy. This comes from Reddit uh, under the heading, Moach is unrecognizable. Look at this guy. Uh, he's really letting it go. Um, it's actually the hair on top that I noticed scary. first and foremost. A couple of inches there. I, I, I did not realize Bologna was choosing to shave his head that you, you were under the impression that that was his uh, the most that his hair would grow was uh, one yeah, centimeter, one millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. So you thought there was like a balding LeBron yes. James situation, like get ahead of it by get shaving it down. Of, but it appears Moch still has a full head of hair. Uh, the, the thing I have to say about this photo is that bookcase behind Malone is elite, and wow. an absolutely elite backdrop. I mean, look at the lighting in that thing. Every show. <laughs> Is lit. That's true. It is lit. It's very angelic. It, it almost has like looks a, it has fake. a little. It does look a little fake. Yeah, there's a lot of the green screen. Yeah, that's, uh, no way, dude. No, no way. That's I, I don't. I don't think screen. it is because when he did this call with the media, he was behind a similar looking bookcase. And Ali, look at look at the man. Why, why would it be blurred perfectly? That's only done like at the like producing. But look at this man's hair. You got the the I'll, yellow, I'll, I'll actually trust the yellow her. light. She knows what he's talking about. She knows. No, what she doesn't. She's wrong. Yeah, let's go to let's go to bucket. Like is the is the bookcase real or not? Ah, <laughs> uh, no way. Yeah, it's absolutely. Right. It's absolutely no real. It's absolutely okay. Um, so you got it, Eric. What else, what else is going is on online, online these guys' day? <laughs> so here's a question. Um, what do we give you? That's a great question. That's the first question. So uh, I present to you this yeah. monstrosity, this uh, <laughs> this uh, sin before God Himself. Yeah, um, that's, uh, four thumbs down from me. Von Miller. So this is this is um, how you know that the Nuggets rainbow design is not a good design when you take away the all of the connections you have with it and put it in a different context. Look at this! <laughs> this, is a, this is a nightmare. An absolute Eric, cloudish how, nightmare. How would you fix this? Uh, I is just there a version of this that can work? <laughs> just I just would... It. I mean, like, I don't know how you make this... Well, me, like, first off, maybe the, the, the yellow sleeves maybe push this to a point where no one's comfortable. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we go sleeveless. Maybe we take the rainbows off of the side of the pants. Yeah, definitely. Uh, buckets, what, what do you make of this? What, how, what's your feeling about this, uh, this Von Miller... That, that hurts my eyes. Yeah, it does hurt my eyes. Yeah, it's the right answer. 
I don't feel good about anything. I'm what if this right was now. a orange and blue skyline? Would that change your opinion at all? Well, see, here's the thing. Maybe, yeah. uh, see, that is kind of the point. Is that like orange and blue is not like necess- It's not an attractive color combination, but it like means the Broncos. So it just like you just gloss over the like the real aesthetic truths about a lot of things because of the associations you have with them. So um, I don't think you can fix this. I think this is broken irreparably, and uh, we're just gonna move on. Okay, sounds good. All right, all right. So, uh, what else is going online these days? <laughs> okay, this is a I love competitive tag. It does Look at go that. hard. Are you familiar with competitive tag? Oh, that guy just ate shit off the first jump, though. That was but look at the, this. Is, is it, um, this feels both dangerous and exhilarating. This is uh, parkour mixed with um, good old-fashioned running away from the police. What are the early stages of one's competitive tag career look like? Like, where are you training and you're just well, on look the at playground this. as like a six-year-old and absolutely dominating. Yeah. But look at this. Like, <laughs> it looks like we have like an eight-year-old competitor here. Like this is he's in the early stages of his competitive. This tag. guy's gonna do some nut stuff right here, already. Yeah. I don't what is it, that? Uh, it's Dude, it's a swan dive. I feel like there's a really high risk for like really graphic injuries on this. Yeah. Me too. Who would be the best competitive tag player on the Nuggets? Great oh, bring it back to the Nuggets. I'm gonna go with Monte Morris. <laughs> I was gonna go with Monte as well. You think Monte? Yeah. You think that he's the most Quick, elusive? Agile, Monte or Gary, maybe. Iverson has to be number one all time, right? Oh yeah, Iverson. Iverson yeah. would be elite at this game. <laughs> That's a great point. Jokic wouldn't play. He would opt no, out. He's oh. not wearing two baggy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that that is another be. thing. These guys. I don't think this is like. Is there a tag uniform that you wear? Because like it looks like these skating. guys are wearing sweats and just a t-shirt. It's like early it's skating. Fun, it's like, I'm going to go for the biggest competitive event of my lifetime. <laughs> Here are my jeans and my oversized. Sweat. Yeah, like I feel like they should be wearing a speed skating suit. <laughs> would, you wa- would you watch it if they were wearing full body spandex? I feel like they'd be a turnoff for the sport. I'm just trying right? to think yeah. of the most optimal clothing for playing tag. Cutting down the wind resistance. So we were talking about the air dynamic so we were talking about uh, basketball cards making a grand resurgence in, in the eyes and, and hearts of Adam Mars, uh, which I don't actually know if it's true or not, but uh, it is somebody, true. somebody posted this the other day. Uh, they pulled this out. The Rafe friends never, never compromise. compromise. <laughs> I like the, the complete right angle that he's at on that. <laughs> oh, I love the little slogan, too. That's yeah. classic. Never compromise. So in, in terms of... Rafe LaFrance himself. Let's see if the Nuggets themselves compromise while drafting Rafe LaFrance. So, (laughs) in his draft, they could have number three, Rafe LaFrance. They could have had, afterwards, drafted Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, not sure if you're familiar with that name, um, Dirk Nowitzki, not familiar with that guy, Paul Pierce. (laughs) Oh, man. Al Harrington, which later came, Tyron Lewis. There's about I would say I've not done the math, but I think there's 50 other players I'd rather have. <laughs> I think the Nuggets may have compromised with that pick. Now that I'm looking at, <laughs> yeah, this was in the age of where you pretty much drafted European players off like a random scouting tip. I feel like for sure. I feel like you maybe went to watch European players a couple times and were like, all right. Never compromise. <laughs> this doesn't this look like a doesn't this look like a, like a, a poster that's hanging in a library at your school or something? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll compromise with the rest of you, and end this. I'll put us out. Of <laughs> Another great edition of online with Dila. And that was online with Dila. <laughs> Peter, why do you always have to close like? That? <laughs> 
What's up? I do it for you. I do it for everyone. That he was better than Nicholas Kiedis Beatling. That's true. Yeah, he was. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. Thanks for asking the question. Um, Shout out Jared as well for hopping on. Shout out the rest of you for watching and rocking with us all week long. We'll be back next week with more guests. The DNBA show Monday through Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. And, of course, Friday at noon. Enjoy your weekend, friends. (laughs) I still don't think that I agreed to do the questions. Just uh... You did, but that's all right. All right, before we get out of here, guys, Green Mountain Dental Group is located in Lakewood, the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're also extreme Colorado sports fans. Just like all of us, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, they're going to hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. If you haven't made the switch from a regular toothbrush to an electric toothbrush, what are you doing already? You're living in 1990. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, and they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush today.